and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Back after a long day off. A well-earned rest. Wow. A Friday that feels like a Monday. Yeah. And then we also get another two days off. So How good. We should do that all the time. Our four-day weeks. You know, there's a few radio shows across the country, and I don't want to name competitors. I don't even know if they're competitors because they might be from different places. But there's, do you know, if I speak vaguely enough, would you know about the one in Melbourne where the bloke starts at seven, even though everyone else starts at six? Oh, yeah. Pretty pretty good gig to start an hour late. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Genius. Oh. How do we get that job? Kidding. We love this job. We love talking to you. It is a very, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm well aware that we have the dumbest and best job in the world. <laughs> like truly, it, it's bizarre that this is something that we're getting paid for. Mm. Um, to highlight how dumb uh, <laughs> stuff we're getting paid for is I um, today got paid to talk about rubbing my nipples. Mm. My outrage at that. Just the visual that you'll hear in oh, Nick's story is just a lot. I don't know if outrage is the right term for the emotion um, <laughs> that you elicited. I would suggest it was more along the lines of, oh, there's probably a bit of shock. Yep. It which was, the people at the gym also experienced. It was graphic. And speaking of graphic and speaking of shocks, uh, giving birth, also the probably the most graphic things you can do as a human. And we got stuck into that in terms of the locations of where you can give birth. Yeah. There's plenty of places where it happens. Yep. And majority, most of the time, hospitals, which is where it's supposed to be. That's ideal. That's where you sort of, you know, book in, put your appointment. This is the day that's popping out. But Hygienic. Sometimes it doesn't go to plan. Though I suppose there was a long time, most of human history, where we didn't, I no. suppose. Like when you think Middle Ages. We're so lucky. We have drugs. We yeah. can help out with God. these things. Imagine giving birth back in like, you know, yeah, the dark ages. I've never given birth, but I can assume it would be bad. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard people complain about it a little bit. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is on the show. Plus we talk about... Industry secrets. Oh, yes. yes. The, the Macca's one that I recently discovered was pretty cool. Plus, um, we got stuck into some uh, cruise ship chat. Try saying that three times. Cruise chip chat. Cruise oh, ship chat. I said chat. <laughs> good thing we didn't say that on the radio. It was good. I actually, yeah. I like hearing about these really weirdly niche industries. I actually really would love to work on a cruise ship. Yeah. I don't think I will because I heard that um, this is years ago now. And I don't know if it exists or it's, it's more, probably more of an American thing, mm. but the concept of improv comedy, which isn't terribly big here in Australia, there's a scene for it, but it's not huge, mm-hmm. but there are people that do it professionally just on cruise ships over in like the States and they Very travel niche. through like the Caribbean and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was like funny. It's funny. So I suppose that's sort of the general appeal, but I'm like, God, that'd be fun. Just to, and that's very, it's a very similar job to this one where you're just making yes. stuff up. Yes. Um, so we talked to, uh, well, her name was Sophia. Yep. She had some very interesting things to say. I know. I never really thought about all the different aspects of it. And, you know, like you never sort of have a break because you're stuck at work. You well, can't you, leave yeah, workplace at home. You sign on for so long. Like you couldn't, mm. you couldn't, uh, you know, we take ra- radio breaks go for a while. Like over the Christmas break, we'll take like four weeks. Yeah. You can't quite go and work there for four weeks. No. Because it's a, it's a massive contract. And like all your friends are your workers. So... No wonder you hear stories of them all shacking up together. Yes. Well, we don't, we know, we also know someone who worked on a cruise ship that ended up with someone she worked with. Yeah, true. It's a very lovely story. Uh, also, I, maybe, Jules, did I talk to you about this, mm. about a, a mutual acquaintance? I'll call, I'll say acquaintance because I don't know if a friend, a friend might be a bit generous for both of us. <laughs> okay. Remember a guy, Josh, we both used to do radio with. Oh, yeah. How he used to, he was telling me and another friend, this is ages ago, I don't know if he actually did it. He's like, never been on a cruise ship. He might never have been on a boat before. Check you not seasick. Yeah, I think he might have either. He said he was going to or had already signed on to two back-to-back six-month contracts. That's a lot. So a year on a boat, and he had never really done it before. He's like, yeah, yeah, and I'll just save so much money. 
and I buy myself a house. I uh, know. I think you'd be worked to the bone, and yeah, you'd really have quite a shock when you get like a week in. Maybe you should do like a probation, like an internship. They for should a actually. Weeks. That is actually a really fair point because you're strapping in for a long period of time, and there's no escape. Well, do you think that you should do a like a, a probation of a couple of weeks, or do you think mm. before they send you out in the boat, they like? Have a mock boat where yes. it's like it's it's Somewhere on land. Somewhere closer to Australia. Yeah, true. Yep. It's on land, and we just pre- we make believe for a little bit. Does someone like rock it so it has a bit yeah. of movement? Yeah, we play some like calming white noise, mm. some ocean sounds bit in the background. Yeah, they have to wear the uniform and everything still. Yeah, you got yeah, to one hundred percent. You know, play the yes, the ma'am. Role. No, ma'am. Yep. That mm. actually that mm. might be fun. I'm not really sure. Let's start that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, plenty of stuff coming up in the pod. Hey, enjoy it, everybody. Bye. I need to get ahead of the controversy. I, what controversy has ensued? I did something at the gym yesterday afternoon right. that was creepy, and I just want to sort of publicly address it before it gets out that Nick's that kind of guy. What have yes, you done? Yesterday at the gym, I was caught rubbing my nipples. <laughs> now, for context... Rubbing your nipples. Yes. Let me walk it back here just a quick second. Okay, right. Yesterday yep. afternoon, it was still quite hot yesterday. I was like, you know... Low 30s. And I wanted to run. I wanted to go for a run, but I didn't want to run outside because I was like, oh, I don't want to get sunburned. It's quite hot. The gym might be slightly cooler. So I went for a run on the treadmill. Mm. Um, I was, you know, wearing appropriate attire. Sure. Good. Uh, you know, shorts, singlet, whatever. Clothes. And I've been running for about, I was, I did about an hour's run and it, it wasn't much cooler in the gym. Actually, probably it was arguably warmer. Very, <laughs> right. hum, very humid in the gym. Yep. And I was sweating quite profusely and my singlet within... Like a few minutes. I don't know if I've, I don't know. Maybe I was sick yesterday or something, but I had never sweat so much in my life. Within Jeez. 10 minutes, I've, my singlet was as if it had just come out of the washing machine and not gone through the spin cycle. Jeez. So wet. And what had happened, well, and I didn't know this about myself. This is the first time it's ever happened to me, Jules. Mm-hmm. My singlet was, because, you know, as you're running along, you're bouncing up and down, you know, there's jostling. <laughs> you get, you know what running is. <laughs> what the running singlet is. had been rubbing against my nipples and <laughs> was chafing them and they were in so much pain (laughs) and I was yeah about 10 20 minutes into the run I'm like oh this is quite a weird pain and so I sort of so you kept going as you were running yeah well I didn't I didn't put it together I didn't think oh your nipples are chafing Mm. maybe you know chill out a little bit here I'm just in pain I'm hot I'm sweaty let's just add something else onto this running's painful as it is yeah why would you do that foolish I so as I'm moving along, they start getting more and more sensitive and painful. <laughs> and then, so I'm at the point where about half an hour and I wanted to go for an hour. And so the only way I could, oh. I guess, alleviate the pain is this, effectively, I was like trying to pull the, my, my singlet up off my nipples as I'm running along. <laughs> so what I'm, I'm sort of going for a bit of a bounce along as I'm running along on the treadmill. It's and a I'm new move. Effectively just pinching my nipples and sort of twisting and then like trying to do whatever I can yep. to try and... To the beat of you, you know, yeah. foot down, foot down. Yeah, right. Now I'm listening to my own music. I've got my headphones on. Oh, you're going to a beat. Great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm probably, I'm doing it in time to some sort of call on me. <laughs> and I'm in my own world, not minding anything. And then what you forget is that it's a public gym. And so you look around and there's like two women either side of me. Just Oh, great too. Yep. And like in the gym, people try not to stare, but it's very hard not to. You're trying to do your own thing. And then you've got old mate over here He's pinching obviously his nipples. Pinching his nips. He's obviously really enjoying his workout. Mm. I just want to address the fact that it was nothing other than nipple chafing. Jeez. I wasn't that, like it, it's, it's not 
that weird guy. I mean, you could have just taken your whole shirt off and be like, I am sore. Someone give what? me some. What's, <laughs> no. <laughs> your Where's shirt the off? Savlon at? You can't keep your shirt off in the gym. What's weirder? What's wrong with that? What's, I... You think it's worse to, well, the thing is, when you join a gym, there's usually rules about you're not allowed to take your tops off and stuff. That doesn't there's stop some people. No rules against rubbing your nipples as much as you <laughs> need to. Nick, I know it's early days of our show. We're not even two weeks clocked up, but mm. already I've made a huge mistake. Barty's retired. And she's off to have a baby. Kyrgios was injured. Mm. Novak's out. Ooh. I incorrectly stated that Novak Djokovic is out of the Australian Open. Mm. Novak's out. Mm. Novak's out. Oof. This is investigative journalism at its, hi- at its highest. Novak's out. Yep. Novak's out. Oh, it hurts every time. I um, stuffed up. I made a mistake. I insulted one of the biggest stars in Victoria right now. It's a huge claim to make. I mean, Novak, which we know he listens, obviously, um, as he's yep. getting ready. Huge fan. Puts the Nick and Jules podcast on as he's getting ready for his And we appreciate his, his download. But the thing is, I think I need to make this right. And I need to. Oh, I agree. I think you need to publicly apologize for this. Do you think I, you know, start setting up a, a press conference, invite, you know, the news media? They haven't got anything else to do right now. Well, I've invited everyone over to the station. I've invited oh, you're ahead the, of me. Great. Yeah, hang on. So everyone can come in. G'day, guys. Jules, if you could just quickly issue an apology. <laughs> We've got all the important media outlets here. Thanks, Some guys. of the rival radio stations. Oh, nice to see you guys. They've got nothing else on. Thank you all so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, yes, I, Jules, from the Nick and Jules Brecky Show. I've come to the realisation I've made a terrible mistake. I incorrectly stated, yes, I know, you heard that Novak Djokovic was eliminated from the Australian Open 2023. Sorry, sorry. one of the journalists absolutely shocked. <laughs> that statement, yes, is incorrect, but so incorrect. The Serb is facing the semi-finals tonight against America's Tommy Paul. I don't know, you should write that down. Good sports report, good. I falsely mixed him up with another male in the sport, the tennis great Rafael Nadal. I shouldn't confuse them. Wow, they're shocked that you would make such an error. He tantalises the media with his delightful accent. I understand. Yeah. Rafa Nadal, he got my attention. The other one tantalises the media with a vacation, uh, vaccination, deportation circus. It's understandable. I hope you all understand where I was coming from. I do wish him all the best. Uh, Novak. Yep, that's it. Yep, Novak. And I hope we can move forward with integrity and kindness and I'm not blacklisted wow. in media. I think um, I think everyone seems to be they're pretty on board with uh, this public apology. Oh, wow. Wow, I wasn't expecting like, a standing ovation. I absolutely love her for it. Novak's pissed, though. He won't return our calls. Hope he still listens to the podcast ahead of the match tonight, though. There's only one episode left of The Bachelors. Jeez. Has it been going for that long? It's been... It's only been going for three weeks. They've honestly done a condensed version, but it has been rating its pants off. Everyone has been talking about this. Oh, well, not everyone. I'm just sort of looking around. I'm, I'm going to do a quick survey okay. of the studio to, right now. Yeah, me. Jules, me, yep. that's one. Thank you. Producer Matt's giving me a big oh. head shake. I haven't. Okay. But I suppose 33% of Australians must be watching it. I will represent the people that care about this show, which is a lot of yeah. them. You did stipulate last week that yeah. I could have a certain amount of time to try and well, unpack everything that's happened in the past week. I understand it might not be my thing, but I, yeah, you are right. People are watching it. Mm. So far be it from me to say we can't talk about it. So I would like to put time limits on these things, of course. For those, Do your best. Um, so what, you've got a little bit of a recap. You've got an entire season recap. I've got the last week. So previously, <laughs> okay. last week, there was two weeks worth of episodes to, yeah. to smash through. Four episodes. I think I can do it in a minute. Yeah. And we've got the finale this weekend. Sunday night. For the winner. All right. It all happens. 60 seconds up on the clock, yep. Jules. Right, let's, let's get ready. <clears throat> all right. 
We have had a whole week of activities. Tilly, remember that one who was humping Flirty Felix in the pool? No. She, yes, <laughs> she got eliminated. I know you saw the headline. I saw some pool humping. She got eliminated because she was not showing enough personality. Showing too and, much of something else. Yes. Too good to pash. Then Flirty Felix, he went on a date with Abigail. Wow. Where she FaceTimed her cat. That was weird. Yeah, cut but, her. Yeah, cut her loose. She, no, she's still going around. Oh, Italian geez. stallion. Loved him. Uh, he tried to make Lauren cocktails and spilt them all over the table. Very funny. Oh. Then he told Kiki he wants to experience the creation of life with her. Interesting. Uh, Machine wow. Gun Kelly. <laughs> remember him? I'm really not getting you. Sorry, no, the creation of life is good. Yeah, M- MGK, what's he doing? MGK, you have 10 seconds left. with Elysia, and she thinks that, you know, they're going to have babies together. She also wants to make him do things that he's terrified of, like climbing bridges. Oh. Anyway, they meet the parents. There's two left per batch. Well, we are done. You're absolutely out of here. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> re- referring to experiencing like the creation of life. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, it's, it's nicer than saying boning. Well, she's gone. So, you know, that's not going to happen oh. for him with her at least. Nick, it's a huge week for parents next week. Turns out Victorian par- parents, 71% of them surveyed by Aussie food company Golden Circle, yeah. have a general feeling of guilt about what they send their kids off to school with in their lunchboxes. That's pretty hard, though. I understand there's a lot of pressure out there to put together the perfect lunchbox because it used to be easy enough. Yep. You put like a Vegemite sandwich, and you're a done. packet of shapes or yep. something. Easy. Yep. Easy. But turns out, no, kids want healthier options. Well, I don't know if the kids want healthier options. I think the schools no, say you have to. they're pushing it. Kids more asking for sushi kids and want vegan sushi. options. Oh, yep. Kids are worldly these Imagine days. your eight-year-old saying, no, mother, I don't want the peanut butter sandwich. I'd love some sashimi, please. You laugh now. It's true. I've, I've, I've been around uh, little kids, uh, old neighbours that uh, would ask their parents for these things. And 65% of parents, get this, reported between 10 and $55 worth of food wasted in lunchboxes every single week because the kids aren't eating stuff. My God, kids. Crazy. <laughs> Is it wild to say that kids are too entitled these days? I'm 27, mind you. I feel like I'm 65. It's it's a weird spin on what I remember back in primary school. And parents are struggling to keep up. They're struggling to keep, you know, the, the pressures of giving the nutritious, healthy mm. lunches and having all the options that there's nothing sitting stale in the, in the lunchbox at the end of the day. But I believe that I have a solution. Yeah, is it tell the kids to get make your own lunch then? My solution is my mother. Oh, she's going to mass produce lunches. I think she should because back in my day, well, what did she put together? School, did she put together uh, like a healthy lunch for back then, or was she it... made these turkey and and full salad lunches? It was just insane to the point Tur- where like is in sorry turkey, turkey in meat. a sandwich or in a roll in oh. a sandwich. It was like with the multi grain bread, you know, the healthiest types you can have. Yeah, and right. I honestly thought, you know, I was sick of the healthiness to the point where kids were lining up in my primary school wanting to trade lunches with me. I wanted the veggie and cheese my cheesy. Uh, sandwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I just had this healthy thing, but kids honestly thought it was so tasty. I feel like this is a business opportunity for her. Yeah, that's 100%. You know, kids, what they, they everyone wants what they don't have. You know, kids that's have right. garbage and they, they'll want that. I remember there's a kid I went to primary school with, Blake Jackson, shout out, don't know where the hell that guy is anymore, <laughs> but he, I think, you know, his mum probably phoned it in a little bit with lunches yeah, yep. and we're just like, I remember one day he had like a bag of his chocolate chips that you use for cooking. And he traded them to me for an apple because he hadn't had an apple before. I was like, <laughs> so your your mum wouldn't let this happen. Your mum wants no, to make sure kids have a, 
good access to lunches. That's it. There's clearly a market. Kids are becoming more and more aware of what they're putting into their into their stomachs. And I honestly think mom should set up an ABN. This could be a great business for her. And if you happen to take a little bit of money off the side, then so <laughs> be it. We're sitting at 22 minutes to nine. Nearly time to start your work day. Before then, get fired up like me. Jeez, all right. I don't have many strong opinions on many things. <laughs> I'll pretend to sometimes, Jules. One You're thing a radio that I feel, announcer. I feel pretty strongly about this. Pete Evans, the uh, old celebrity chef from My Kitchen Rules, mm. I think that he should be you know, put on a little deserted island, give him some food because that's cruel to leave him there by himself. But I think we should just hide him away so that he can stop saying stuff and people stop listening to him because he spouts such nonsense that puts people's lives at risk. It's dangerous. And right now he's got another scam. Oh, dear. In the past, you might remember Pete Evans... He has said things like, you know what? If you're a mother who's breastfeeding your kid, don't worry about breast milk. How about bone broth instead? No, 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 no. Doctors came out and said, no, don't do that. Your kid will die. That's bad for kids. Because obviously, right? Honestly. The Uh, guy, the, the, the stuffy that comes out of his mouth, I do not understand. Throughout COVID, he had this little, like, energy machine where it's like if you hold the energy machine which costs several thousand dollars <laughs> it would it would grant you immunity to covid obviously no. that was a lie and he got booted off facebook and instagram for spouting and that kind of crap good so he should one thing though his latest grift his latest scam is uh pete evans has started a fasting retreat a fasting retreat okay wellness retreats are all the rage right now so this is yes. a different spin yeah well effectively a wellness retreat look according to daily mail australia he has launched himself uh, in Byron, near a property he purchased a couple of years back. Yep. Very Byron, isn't mm, it? Yeah. A two-night breathwork retreat <laughs> that costs $1,500, or you can pay $2,750 for a two-night wellness retreat. 2700 that is pricey, even the, for Byron prices. The common theme that we have here, mm. Jules, across both the retreats, is that both of them are fasting retreats where you pay this amount of money to go hang out and not eat a thing and practice breathing. To make this fool become even... Let me tell you, Joel. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's... Look, I, I'm personally... I, look, I care about my health. I, I'm kind of anti-intermittent fasting. I understand it works for some people, but I yeah. don't think it's sustainable. He's saying you don't eat across his entire retreat. But you can Google that. You can Google ideas how to intermittent fast without some... Without paying that much money. you to do it. Without paying, you know, a month or two's wages to try and do it. At least, yeah. Um, absolutely insane. And, yeah, instead of eating, what you do is you practice breathing. Now, <laughs> I don't want to brag too much on this show. I think I'm a relatively humble guy. But I don't need to practice breathing. I've been doing it pretty bloody successfully for 27 years. I can even hear you doing it right now. <sighs> if I do a little bit of ASMR for people right now. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm a little bit emphysemic. Uh, if you are someone that is into that sort of breathwork retreat, good on you. Mm. Hope you're rich. Yep. I'm not. God, Pete Evans will be pretty soon, though, by the end of it. God, let's, I feel myself running Take out of breath. Take some big breaths, Nick. Take some, shut up, Pete Evans. Pick up your phones right now, 13 10 60. Let us know if you've got industry secrets, something from your workplace that people just don't know about. We want to know. Like the steamed bun with any burger hack. This one is at Macca's. Uh, so drive throughs across Victoria. If you order a steamed bun with any burger, you will get fresh food from okay. that Macca's. That's good to know. It's a good Very code cool. word. Uh, I used to work... Had a few optometries over the years mm. through uni and over the last couple of years. And heads up, if you are going into an optometry soon, blue light blocking on your glasses is a scam. It will not do anything for you. Damn. That one's backed up by science as well. Oh, Trust cool. me on that one. Let's get to the phones right now. 13 10 60. We've got Sophia from Tatura. Sophia, first up, what's the industry? Chris- 
Oh, cruise who, ships. We did have a story about that before. Love, right, tell us. So you've worked on one, obviously. I did, yes. I worked there for just a contract for about just over six months. Okay. So wait, does that mean, just out of curiosity as well, do you spend the entire six months on the boat? Yeah, yeah. So it's just nonstop on the boat. Um, you never get full days off. So it is more intense than people actually think. Yeah, no escaping. I imagine it's very much like below deck and all these, you know, rich and fancy people get on. No, if only. Oh. <laughs> all right, well, Sophia, tell us, what is the, what's the industry secret? What don't people know about the cruise industry? Well, I guess there's a few things. I mean, one of the funniest ones, um, one of the questions that we always got was guests asking us if we actually lived on the ship, and it's kind of like, well... Where do you think we live if we don't? Yeah. Like, no, we just jump know. overboard and f- swim back to the mainland <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, a few people would try kind of be like, oh, yeah, we get a helicopter in every day or we just start coming up with like these wacky things. Mm. Yeah, sure. Randomly, some people would actually believe it. Be wanted <laughs> there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, we did. We did. And yeah, it's always bunk beds that you, you sleep in. in the How many cabin. people in a room? It varies. Um, the cabins that I were in um, were two people uh, per room, but there are some which were four people per room. Depends oh. what department you're with. Love it. All right. I appreciate the call, Sophia. <laughs> no worries. Um, I'll give you one little little tidbit, though. Um, we did have, you know, and I guess it's like any job, get fired. Yeah. Um, and we did have uh, some people who received the, what we called six o'clock knock and that's just what people you know who work on cruise ships or on our cruise ship called it um and basically it means if you rock up to port um and you get that six o'clock knock on your cabin um you've just been fired and you have to get off immediately so oh, very punctual firing what, yeah. what would justify getting fired it could be a range of things um you know working on cruise ships really intense mm. and really long hours you don't get much sleep um and it can get towards the end of your contract and, you know, often you turn to alcohol or it could just be mental health-wise and um, if they get caught being sort of drunk or disorderly or even, mm. like, having alcohol in your shift, that could, could be enough to do it, um, enough for that to be a six o'clock knock. And, yeah, they basically just station a security guard with you while you gather your things and you're sent oh. home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just out of curiosity, because you're on the ship for so long, do the crew members ever get together with the ship what are they called like the patrons the customers the people on board the holiday makers um you're not allowed to but they definitely do yeah (laughs) geez that would require six o'clock knock if found out would that get would would Uh, that get you uh, booted off uh, it could. It depends how um, hot they were. Security <laughs> sure. Yeah. If, they, if, if the crew member's good for business, we're yes, going to keep them around. Yes, they're tipping well. Well, that could be one of the activities they offer. <laughs> yeah, you try really hard not to get caught, that's for sure. Oh, thanks so much, Sophia, for sharing. Thanks, guys. On thirteen ten sixty, Nick, we are asking the question, where did you give birth? This is... Off the back of a story I heard on Wednesday night, a uh, new friend at Zumba, she yep. um she told the story of a relative who gave birth in the bathtub. Yeah. Not on a, holidays, not 5 a.m. Not the planned place, you would think. No, absolutely not. But, you know, it happens. When nature calls, you can't be picking. Yeah. If, if the baby's knocking at the door, you have to answer it. And, it, <laughs> frankly, the baby doesn't really care where you are. Get back in there. Let's go to the phones right now. 13, 10, 60, Brent from Shepparton. 
Uh, I'm assuming it, it wasn't you, Brent, but what's the story? <laughs> I was in the car while my mum gave birth on the way to hospital. What? Gee, so obviously to one of your siblings, I'm taking it. I, I hope so. Otherwise, there's a lot of answers someone has to make up. But uh, yeah, in, in the car, uh, I went to the backpack seat. It was a, you know, seven-seater Pajero because I didn't want to be amongst it all. But um, <laughs> Too much panic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I was like eight. I, I wasn't a good midwife. No, um, did you know how babies were born at that point? Were you able to help out at all? Uh, I handed a towel over from the back seat, but I, I didn't good. know. I, you know, that was a real education for yeah, me. Yeah, crank the windows, <laughs> see some things, and then, Mum, no more babies, please. And then you've got that over your sibling for the rest of your life. Beautiful. Brent, thanks for the call, mate. No worries, guys. Have a great day. Let's get those calls coming. 13, 10, 60, like Brony from Nagambi. Brony, where did you give birth? Oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, I did not give birth uh, anywhere fascinating, but my best friend gave birth on the floor in her lounge room. Oh, the classic Ugh. lounge room birth. <laughs> now, Brony, uh, I don't want to be too gross or graphic here. Are we talking a carpeted situation oh, or no. tiles? <laughs> There was plenty of towels. I think that's the, the key to any good birth, isn't it? Oh, sounds like plenty carpet then. Was it a rental? Yeah, I personally would probably move out if that were me, but um, no, no, she uh, yeah. she smashed it out. Very safe and sound. It's just a rush job. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we assume rush job. You know, no one's intentionally doing Oh, I suppose home births are becoming a bit of a thing. Yeah, people are signing up to this. Bronnie, do you know, prepared. did it sneak up on her? Is that what's happened? Yes, exactly. It was her third child. Oh, and yep. it was just, oh, I feel like, you know, a bit of contractions and low key, basically. Next minute. We're on the floor and all of a sudden. <laughs> a couple of pushes. Yeah, family of four becomes a family of five. A yes. <laughs> DIY doctors. Well, everything's all good now? Yes, yes. Excellent. That child is like three. She's happy as Larry. So it's Beautiful. all good. <laughs> Brody, thank you so much for the call. No worries. It took Netflix by storm over the last couple of years, but I think it was maybe a 2021, early 2022 show, but mm. Squid Games. Oh. Oh. Triggering. It's a bit of a creepy show. If you didn't yes. watch it, it's this uh, South Korean TV show where a bunch of people play all these childhood games. Mm. The catch being if you lose, you die, and the winner gets a bunch of money. The winner doesn't die. Yes, <laughs> that, that is also... That's what a, they get to win. They, they win their life as well. Uh, very creepy. Yeah, extreme. Extreme. It's effectively the most gnarly game show you've ever seen, and so much so that Netflix went and they said, you know what, let's actually make this into a game show. No. No, Netflix. So what they've been doing over the last few months is in Bedford in England, Jules, they've been filming... Squid Games, the game show. No, no, no. With no, no. real life people. No, they can't do that. And recreating the games. What do you mean? Like, they're killing off people in the UK? <laughs> they're not, so they're not actually killing people rather than them, you know, getting shot or whatever. Oh, great. Okay. Or falling so to their deaths. Not as bad. No, they're just getting eliminated. That being said, people are calling for the show to be cancelled because people have been getting hospitalised oh, on goodness. set. Yeah. One of the early games in the show, it's a game called Red Light, Green Light. There's this like creepy robot doll, and if you get seen moving by it, um, you know, it, it shoots you. Green light. Red light. Oh God, you Green light. Nick, you hate dolls. I hate dolls. That would be triggering. A giant for you. robot doll is very triggering. You're right. Um, that's the very first game. People have been hospitalized and stretched off set. Uh, apparently below freezing temperatures, people are falling, there's been a few accidents. Um, Netflix have come out and said, Nah, 
don't know. That's exactly how they said it. No. No, don't. What? You heard people getting hurt? So is that the start of the show? This is like level one. You you gets hospitalised and Uh, it gets worse than that. Well, yeah, they're effectively on the first challenge for anyone who's seen the show. It's usually like a game per episode or something like that, mm-hmm. like a childhood game. The very first one is yeah, progressively worse after that. Well, it's like if you're getting hurt on the very first game, how is this not getting cancelled? Get, they're playing, and then you know, coming up, they've got versions of hopscotch where you can fall to death, tug of war where you can also fall to your death, marbles where you can get shot in the head. Now, I'm not saying Netflix are going to do that, but it's like if you think people are getting injured at the on like the first days on set, oh, man. it's like guys, do we? Maybe you should can this. It's almost like they didn't watch the show. They're like, oh, this is popular. Let's make a real life. <laughs> let's make a real life version of this. See what happens. And people start getting hurt and they go, oh. Oops. Well, yeah, obviously. Just wait till they get to the end of it. Things are going to go real bad for those people. That was the Nick and Jules podcast. 